What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, for those of you that listened to yesterday's episode, we talked about J.D. Drew and how he was, you know, one of the first players to really take matters into his own hands and go to the extremes when it came to getting his money. He went as far as not signing, even though he was taken with the second overall pick in the draft and not signing because he wanted his money and he went to go play independent ball and then would end up being drafted the year later. A lot of people don't really put their money where their mouth is. They're not really going to pass up on what they believe is an opportunity of a lifetime, such as being drafted number two overall. So I want to take it a step further. and I want to talk about a player who was drafted number one overall and tried to do what J.D. Drew did, but it didn't work out. It was it was quite the opposite it was quite the opposite outcome. So I want to talk about Brady Aiken. Some of you might remember Brady Aiken. Uh, this was pretty recent, actually. This was 2014. Brady Aiken was the number one overall pick in the 2014 MLB draft. Left-handed pitcher out of high school, Cathedral Catholic High School in San Diego, California. He was consensus. Yeah, he was a consensus number one pick. I mean, if we look at that, draft. I mean, after Brady Aiken, it was Tyler Kolek, and Carlos Rodon, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Gordon, Alex Jackson. I mean, if we're talking about like, you know, the talent of that draft looking in hindsight, it was a pretty good draft, but most of, you know, most of the players were that, that have made it up to the big leagues were spread all across the first round. It wasn't top heavy by any means. I mean, we have guys like Jack Flaherty, for instance, who was the 34th pick in that draft. You know, he Looking at this list, he's probably been the best so far, at least as far as major league impact. Uh, you know, Alex Verdugo was a second rounder in this, and you know, it, it was a pretty average draft uh, actually in hindsight. But Brady Aiken was taken number one overall, and a lot of people, uh, actually, he was he was consensus number one. There was really no doubt he was gonna be the first pick in the draft. So what happened here? Well, I'll tell you the story. So like I said, left-handed pitcher. He was 97, I would say, like, yeah, 95 to 97 miles per hour was his was his velo. So keep that in mind. We will come back to that. Mid to high 90s lefty, high school arm, young kid, also, you know, somewhat young for his grade. And this was like, okay, this is perfect. And Astros take him number one overall, and they offer him. A $6.5 million signing bonus, which is a lot of money, right? I mean, this is a lot. And it's a good starting point for the negotiation. Um, it, it's a fair offer, at least a fair first offer. He probably might have been able to squeeze things out a little bit more out of them if if they really went hard and everything was good. But I'll continue with the story. So Houston throws out a $6.5 million signing bonus as their first offer. And... Then they go to do the medicals, you know, give him his physical, do all the MRIs, the scans, and everything. And after doing so, the Astros get the results back, and they find that Brady Aiken has issues with his left elbow. More specifically, his UCL is abnormally small, the ulnar collateral ligament. That's the, that's basically, that's the Tommy John um, ligament. So after looking at that, uh, it was it was determined that he didn't need Tommy John surgery because it wasn't torn. Neither 
partially or fully, and doctors cleared him to go pitch. He was 100% asymptomatic and he felt no pain. But the Astros, on the other hand, felt pretty differently. They came to the conclusion that Brady Aiken's situation created a high degree of risk for the team. So they rescinded that offer in favor of a reduced total. I mean, so they initially offered 6.5%, uh, sorry, 6.5 million, and then they reduced it to $3.1 million, which was 40% of the original offer. And this was to represent the fact that they were not comfortable with paying so much money to sign someone with that kind of risk. And Brady Aiken obviously wasn't happy with that. And remember, there's a deadline to sign prospects. There was a deadline, and the Astros left this offer on the table until apparently right before the deadline. They upped it to $5 million right before the signing deadline, but Aiken and his representatives did not respond. So no deal was reached, and Brady Aiken became the first number one overall pick to not sign since Tim Belcher did so in 1983. So he was unsigned, and... It was like he was going to basically try again the next year. This is kind of going in the whole J.D. Drew mold, I should say. And for his reasons for not signing, it's pretty clear that they were probably thinking, well, number one, signing with the Astros was never going to happen because of the way he was treated, you know, and the way they kind of, you know, slandered him or maybe didn't treat him fairly, they believe, because he was asymptomatic. Doctors said he was healthy, and they were still trying to use that against him to give him less money. Or number two, that $5 million was not enough money, despite the inherent risk associated with young pitchers. Because remember, I mean, high school arms, a lot of people like uh, drafting high school arms because they have less mileage on them, because guys of that talent usually get overused in college. But there is risk. I mean, you're talking about a kid who was 17 years old at the time. So, but in hindsight, we, we can we can definitely look at this and say that they made a mistake. Brady Aikens can't make a mistake in not taking this money. I'll get to that in a moment. But I will kind of go off on a tangent for a second. I'll say there really is no sugarcoating it. Major League Baseball's current draft system is pretty unfair because, like I said yesterday, um, on the open market, these guys get a lot more money as a free agent. I mean, if you look at guys who are signing out of, out of um, you know, international free agent pools, for instance, they're getting far more money because when you're a free agent, multiple teams can bid for you. That, that's literally how it works. But when you are drafted, only one team has your rights, and that's how it goes. I mean, I'll give you an example. There is there was an infielder in the 2015 draft, Lucius Fox. He you know, he was in the, uh, he was signed by the Giants. This kid actually grew up in Florida, but he moved back home to the Bahamas so that he could reclassify as an international free agent. And then he signed with the Giants at age 18 for a $6 million signing bonus. $6 million, that's like number one overall pick money, right? He would have never gotten that had he stayed in the United States and been subject to the draft, but he went back home and got $6 million. I mean, that's that's just, I mean, obviously a loophole that he was able to he was able to uh, take advantage of because of his citizenship. But it is what it is. So back on track to the whole Brady Aiken thing. So, yeah, you can see why why um, 
the whole draft prospect uh, process is not fair for you know uh, wh whoever's eligible for the draft, which is American players, uh, Canadian players, and Puerto Rican players. So, uh, as I was saying with Mr. Brady Aiken, so he turns down the turns down the offer, and he's just unsigned. You know, they're not speaking out about it, but everyone believes that okay, he's gonna come back the following year, maybe go to JUCO or or something, and come back. Because he was committed to UCLA, obviously not going to go lock himself up for three years. But what ended up happening was that in February 2015, Brady Aiken enrolled at IMG Academy's post-grad baseball program. You know, And that made him eligible for the 2015 MLB draft. Well, well, well. On his first start, or in his first start for IMG Academy, Brady Aiken got hurt. Very first start. He left the first game uh, that spring with elbow discomfort, and then it ended up turning out that he needed Tommy John surgery. And this, I mean, it's it's not the kind of situation where you want to say, I told you so, if you're the Houston Astros, but this was exactly the situation the Astros were fearing when they didn't want to give him that full $6.5 million. So he got hurt, he had to get Tommy John Ended up missing, obviously, the entire 2015 season. But he was still drafted by the Indians in the first round that year. But that was with the 17th pick that year. So he ended up going from, you know, first pick in 2014 to 17th pick in 2015. And then he signed with the Indians for $2.5 million. Still pretty good, right? I mean, it's still pretty good. Obviously, it's life-changing money for pretty much anybody. And then, you know, he would rehab that year. He made his debut with the Arizona League Indians in June 2016. And then he ended 2016 with a 2-5 record of a 5-8-3 ERA. Just nothing really spectacular. 2017, he had a 5-13 record with a 4-7-7 ERA. And since then, Brady Aiken just hasn't really been the same pitcher. Actually, remember how I said he was throwing 95-97? to 97? Well, now, nobody really knows what happened to that because... The last time he was seen pitching on the mound, he was throwing upper 80s. He was like in the high 80s, like 88, 89 territory, losing like s several, several ticks off his velocity. And at this point in time, the Indians actually said that they're concerned that Aiken might not return in the near future. They said this last year at the end of 2019. I mean, he only tossed two thirds of an inning last year. He didn't even make a minor league appearance in 2018. He's barely pitched in recent years. So Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, said he took some time away from the game, and I'm not sure we know he's going to come back next spring. So it's just one of those things that's up in the air. And when you look back at it, basically what this came down to was the Astros deciding whether or not to go with the full risk of taking Brady Aiken number one overall in 2014 or letting him walk and getting the number two overall pick in 2015. And that's exactly what they did. And that number two pick in 2015 ended up being Alex Bregman. So I guess you could definitely say that all worked well for the Houston Astros as they went on to win the World Series in 2017 with Bregman as a huge piece. He's now their best player. He's now an AL MVP candidate. That would have never happened if they had signed Brady Aiken. So sometimes you just have to kind of wonder what this entire um, 
you know, MLB landscape would look like if Brady Aiken had signed with the Houston Astros in 2014. It's pretty crazy when you go down that rabbit hole. But that's another story for you guys today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.